So, Scott, Scotty, which do you prefer? Uh, More used to Scotty than Scotty. Yeah. Okay, so I've asked you to come on because it'd be good to have a, a talk to you about sort of you being 18 year old growing up in 2020, um, the difference between what it was like for me and what it was like for you um, and sort of the stuff you're doing now, the decisions you're making. So I guess the best place to start is high school. So yeah. what what was high school like? Uh, everybody always says that it's probably one of the best times of your life and you'll miss it. And I can see that sometimes. Mm. There's certain elements of it that, you know, I do think I miss, like certain classes. And you spend a lot of time with, like, your mates and stuff in different classrooms. And, you know, it, it is enjoyable, but it's it's hard as well. Um, especially, obviously, when you get to the back back end of high school and you've got like your exams and stuff how how was you with your exams like pressure wise like i can't remember feeling too much pressure because i had a job to start the day after my last exam so yeah. i was never really too bothered about my exams but i've been hearing about um young people taking medication like karmas and you know things to chill them out just for their exams yeah well personally like it didn't really phase me that much like i would really chilled out about it because I knew that I'd worked hard throughout the last So it was more of a years. confidence than a not really bothered? Yeah, because obviously I knew that I'd done whatever I could and no matter what happened, I would, I'd try my best. So whatever the outcome was, shows, really. Yeah, okay. So what, what other things do you miss? Like, do you still speak to some of the people you went to school with? Yeah, yeah, they're some of my closest mates like there's probably about three or four that I still speak to that I'm still close with now like they've become like my best mates and I don't see anything changing about that really right so what like actual school so did you have like like we had the guys who played football um and then there was like people who smoked who'd be like at the opposite end of the playground did you have like different groups of yeah you, they're probably not as distinct as that are, they're not categorised as that anymore. You, you have your groups, like you probably have like your sort of more popular people who um, everybody knows and stuff. And then you, sounds harsh, but we we just call them like, uh, you'd have like your geek sort of thing and then you'd have like your evil groups and stuff yeah. like that. I, I shied away from saying geek group because <laughs> I, I don't know if any of them will hear this or not and know that they were part of that group. <laughs> oh gosh! So it does. It sound. It does sound quite similar. So when when you was in high school, when did people start talking to you about what you want to do after? Uh, I think it's probably about year year nine. So when you start discussing your options and stuff, because obviously your options are something that you want to do. So potentially it's something you want to. Uh, further um, like one of my options were PE so I know full well that PE is something I wanted to go down in college and stuff so yeah it's probably about year nine and you start getting like your careers meetings and you start looking at work experience and stuff so then it becomes a lot more real that and at that point what is it that you wanted to do 
I've always said, to be fair, that I want to be a PE teacher. Um, and how long have you sort of wanted to do that? Probably as long as I can remember, to be honest. Right. I, I love sport, like any sport. I love it. So being able to be in a new, uh, an environment where I can just do sport every day and teach other people, it's ideal, really. Right. And so you say you love sports. So what? What do you do? I know you've got sort of links with cricket, football, rugby. Yeah. Well, currently I play football and cricket. Uh, like you said, I, I used to play rugby as well. So, but I do like to think I'm uh, capable of having a go at every sport. To be fair. So. so do you think you're more like your uncle Phil when it comes to sport, or more like your aunt Alicia? Like, are you actually good at sport, or do you just talk about being good at sport? Uh, I, I like to think I'm absolutely good at sport. So more like your Uncle Phil and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I just wanted to get that out there. Okay. <laughs> she won't be happy about that. So what obviously the work I do, I work with sort of young people your age and a lot younger around drugs and alcohol and is that something that you've ever been introduced to or been around or do you know people that are doing it that's your age? Um well it's never been something that I've thought of doing I've always been like dead into my sport and it's something that I enjoy doing so I'd never want to do anything that would like jeopardize that uh, but I've been in situations where there's people around me doing stuff uh, like that but it's just never really fazed me to be honest because I'm just so keen on like being active and yeah. playing sport and stuff that it's just never really bothered me okay and so knowing obviously about me going to prison and my sort of 10 years of addiction did that sort of have play on your mind at all or did it make you think about things or i think it makes what i've always thought more real because obviously it's somebody close in your family who's um ended up becoming addicted and stuff and how that's changed their life and then they've had to suffer for it by going to prison and being away from the family for so long and stuff. So it, it obviously makes what I've always thought more real kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, and what about the sort of, you mentioned those sort of few friends, are they all similar mindsets to you? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd think so. They're all very like career-driven and stuff and want to do well for themselves and stuff. So Yeah. So what what's... What's, what does your life look like now, sort of like, what does a week in your life look like? Well, apart from on, on the lockdown, let's let's pretend they're in a lockdown. So you're, you get up Monday morning, what are you doing? Uh, well, Mondays are normally my day off from college. That was so. a bad start, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, so college, so you'll you'll go through to college. How do you get to college? Um, well, I used to get the bus at like quarter, quarter to eight every morning. Right. Which were, um, and where'd you go, Wakefield? Wakefield, yeah. But, um, yeah, that were always the worst bit in a, on a morning, having to walk <laughs> up to the bus stop and standing cold. Um, and then start lesson about nine. And then, depending what day it is, you'd probably have an hour or so in lesson, and then you'd have a little break, and then another hour or so in lesson, and then a lunch break and then last lesson and I'd probably be home for about three o'clock so is it on a bus probably about five o'clock well, yeah well, the way the buses are it'd be 20 past the hour so <coughs> I'd either well I'd normally 
finish and just miss the bus so I'd have to wait another hour to get the next bus and then it'd take another 40 minutes to get around so it was yeah. never ideal so you passed your driving test yeah first time uh second i think i put the first time down to be nervous so. what did you fail that on uh i can't remember to be honest it was just little, little things. things that were really annoying like my gears and right. stuff like that but obviously managed to correct it so and what made you want to learn to drive at sort of 17 I don't know, it was just always something that I wanted to, as soon as I was 17, I was like, right, I want to start my driving lesson and stuff, just because I knew, like, the freedom that you get with it, like, if you get a car and stuff, you can just literally go off and do your own thing, and you don't have to rely on people and stuff like that, and, like, college, I don't have to get up as early, and I could make my own way there, and then I'm not waiting for the bus to get home and stuff, and I do other things as well, like refereeing and stuff, and it just means buses had let me down or you'd have to wait longer for buses and stuff and it was just annoying and I thought you know if I can go out and pass my test and get a car my life could be so much easier than what it is now <laughs> waiting for buses yeah this the, the problem that I find is like you've grown up on a council estate well you you grew up in Scotland actually didn't you yeah and then you moved back from Scotland and you know we've always lived on council estates you've lived in uh, four different houses in Leeds I think it is yeah a few in Edinburgh as well yeah, yeah. Um, so you've sort of not settled too much I mean like the places in Leeds were all close together so yeah. you keep the same sort of school and friends um, but I work with so many people who just have no aspirations to want to do anything like passing a driving test seems like something adults do and it's like but yeah, you, yeah. you when you're 17 18 you're an adult and these are the these yeah. are the possibilities and the opportunities and it's it's annoying that some people can't imagine life outside of that council estate yeah you yeah. know not that there's anything wrong like i've always said i couldn't imagine moving away from beeston but there's so much more stuff to do outside you can always come back to what you'd call yeah. home um but yeah so what what where's that motivation come from to want to sort of do more uh I'm not sure. I just, I've always been somebody who wants to be out doing things and stuff like I like. I hate sitting in house all day, every day. Like I, I always want to be out with my mates or just doing something. I like to keep active, no matter what it is. So I suppose it's that just the fact that I can, if I push myself, then I'll be able to do whatever I want in the future and be successful and have all the things that I kind of want. Well, it's brilliant to hear somebody. And I, I don't mean, when I call you young, I don't mean that in like a derogatory way, but someone just sort of 18 who's already sort of... So you, what worries me about you is we're very similar. Like at your age, I was very sport-orientated. I had a job the day after my... Six, I started work the day after my last exam. Um, I did... A printing apprenticeship because my mum told me I needed a trade. I worked for one pound fifty-seven an hour. I used to pedal a BMX to Bramley on every day and back. So I'd work thirty-seven hours a week and get paid sixty quid for a week. Um, so it was it was tough, but it's what I needed to do. You know, I yeah. was told that I need a trade, and then after a year, um, I didn't get a pay rise. I turned seventeen, I didn't get a pay rise, and I would I wasn't being taught anything. So I left there, moved to a, um, a shop in White Rose, and then the security kept coming and saying, oh, you should come and do this. 
Um, and I've just always sort of, someone says, why don't you do this as a job? Just as like an in-between, like the, the hotel. So yeah. I went, and when I was when I was doing security, I went from the bus station, uh, from the White Rose to the bus station. And then I was an area manager because I was always trying to do more. I, you know, I was always trying to be active. So while I'm just trying to stop being bored, they're seeing it as he's really trying hard at his job. Yeah. Same with the hotel. I was a manager within six months with no experience because once I'd learned reception, I wanted to learn housekeeping and then I wanted to learn the restaurant. So it was just sort of like that need to, you know, want to do more. But then showing off with my friends, playing football, jumped off a motorbike. um, And the idea was to just sort of pop off the back of the bike and like, ta-da, that was a plan. And if that plan would have worked that would have been like the best entrance you could imagine um but the bike was going faster than i thought i twisted my knee and like when i'm watching rugby now sometimes you'll see him going for a tackle and it'll show you the knee and it's not like a break it just like goes whoop yeah oh i get i get that feeling i can hear the noise yeah and it just takes me straight back there and that sort of ruined everything so that that i've had it rebuilt four times because i didn't listen when they said don't play football again and you know two years two years after that so when when that happened that's when I started going out in Leeds and drinking and getting into fights and then two years after that that incident that's when drugs started and it's because I had this focus which was everything and then when that was taken away it was sort of like well what do I do now so basically what I'm saying is don't jump off a motorbike So you've obviously got more common sense than me. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's like a worry that everything in your life revolves around sport. And what if ever there was um, something that happened where sport wasn't an option anymore? I mean, I think I was like a couple of years ago, I broke my leg playing football and that was probably one of the hardest things for me personally that I've, I've gone through because from being someone who literally plays sport like every day, goes out and stuff to literally being bed bound for like six months or whatever it was it were awful and I found it hard because I didn't know if I'd be able to get back to how I used to be and how long I'd go to the doctors and stuff like it's another couple more weeks and I was just sick of it and I just wanted to be able to go out and obviously see your mates doing stuff in the worst thing was with the last game of the season and then it was like summer and stuff and it was lovely and oh, no way. all my mates are going out and, just, and I'm just stuck in garden at the most. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose I had everything sport-wise take away from me then, but I, I do see where you're coming from in the future, I suppose. Yeah, it's just being aware of it. I mean, obviously with with dan so you know what happened to him he had um they found a brain tumor um he's had i think it's four now removed um and you know through he was playing basketball and football and then in his sports days and pe lessons he was told he wasn't allowed to contribute he just had to sort of sit and watch and stuff so and that was obviously no fault of his own it was just sort of like uh how did that have an effect on sort of your focus because Obviously, all the attention, rightly so, would have been focused on Dan and sort of his recovery and stuff. Yeah, it, it was hard sometimes, like, obviously, um, going to school sometimes or even something like doing homework and stuff, you know, when, like, obviously, like, your 
brothers in hospital and yeah. he, he needs a lot more care and attention at home and he, need, he needs help walking up and down stairs and stuff so your mind's constantly elsewhere and you're checking up on him as well just to make sure he's okay and stuff so it's hard and I, I would say that diverts your attention a little bit and yeah. forget about a lot of the things that you should probably also be focusing on see thing, things like that that happen usually it sends somebody one of two ways they either act out in a negative way for attention because it's been given somewhere else or they sort of dig in and get involved and try and keep as much of a normal life as they can as well as sort of be involved in and it sounds like you made a good decision there yeah i just try to keep my head down and still get on with it really just yeah. do like then being able to go uh, play football on the weekend and stuff just help forget about everything that's going on at home and then i could go play my game yeah. just chill out a little bit so how did you feel when you couldn't play sport like we we talk a lot about sort of mental health um and sort of stress and all these different things that go on and there's a few people that want to come and talk to me about how exercise is the best medicine yeah. for um for mental health so did you feel like you were you were affected in that way where you sort of uh, I feel like probably a little bit because like I said obviously you go from being able to do whatever you want and playing sport every weekend and yeah. stuff to literally being stuck in your room in a cast and not being able to do anything you want to do and it does have an effect obviously when you're used to it and that's what you enjoy and it literally you can't do anything about it it's, yeah. it's makes you appreciate things yeah. more doesn't it it's like now there's we used to do a lot of inline skating when we were little, um, like skate park and, you know, jumping down stairs and yeah. sliding down rails and stuff like that. Um, and someone added me to a Facebook group and it's all people my age that used to do it that I've started doing it again. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I've got a pair of skates at home. And I keep thinking like, maybe I could just do it. Maybe like, maybe my knee will be fine. And like, I hurt my back when I was in prison quite badly. Um, and it's, it's okay on a daily basis. Like I've got used to that weird pain that's always there. But yeah. then sometimes, like, like if I, when we go watch Leeds Rhinos, if I'm just stood for a while, it really aches. So I've got to like, you know, stretch <laughs> my legs, crazy. and I've got to do all these things to try and sort of stretch it out. But because that's not all the time, I always just think, oh well, it sh it it could be all right. Yeah. But I've just got to remember that, you know, I'm. I'm 36 year old now. I shouldn't be going out sliding down rails on skates and things like that. Um, but when they post the videos, I'm really, really tempted. Like it's so, it's it just draws you in. Yeah, and you you want to go. So I did it a few years ago um, when I bought them skates, and we went to a skate park in Liverpool um, called Rampworks. So. There's, there's a bit where it's sort of like a full, it's, it's called a mini, but it's sort of like a big vert, but it's sort of only so high. Yeah. And then there's a bit of flat on the top and then it drops down this side again. So I was like, I'm going to come down this side, go through the air and then just land into that side. And everyone's like, you won't, you won't make it. So it's like, I'm going to do it. And I kept doing it. I was just, just clipping the top and then going in and just clipping the top. And then... I finally did it. I've just thrown myself down one side. I went through the air, grabbed my feet, put my arm up in the air. I soared through the air, 
landed into it and I was so excited and when I looked up there was another short ramp in front of me so I hit that and then I was sort of like this in the air landed whacked my leg and I was like I'm done so I managed I managed to do it but it had like comical effect if there was CCTV in there that would have looked amazing because it was just like a really short sharp ramp so as soon as I've landed and looked up I've just hit that and I've, I've literally I've just got like this fruit hair oh it was awful I wish I'd have had like a GoPro or all you'd have seen with my arms like this <laughs> We're a while ago, but when uh, Dan used to be with his scooters and stuff, I know we'd been to like a few skate parks before and stuff when you were on like your skates and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I do. I miss it. And there's people that message me and be like, yeah, we should definitely go again. And then when it's people who you used to skate with, it feels like, well, if it were football lads, you'd catch up and go like have a beer or something. So why yeah. why shouldn't we do it? But I need to be I need to be more strict with myself and realise that. Yeah. That's not something I could do anymore. <laughs> a bit more sense. <laughs> so what about other hobbies? Um, your music? Yeah, so you're learning to play guitar? I've tried to whilst we've been in lockdown. It, yeah. Uh, just how are you, how are you learning? Are you using YouTube? or? I'm just looking at songs that I like and then looking at like chords and stuff and then just trying to copy the chords and stuff purely through like diagrams or YouTube. Like literally just for... Because I'm sick of just doing the same thing every day. I thought I'd try something a little bit different. Because I also sing. Like I did a lot of that through high school and stuff. So yeah, you had a little band, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't <laughs> you sing at the O2? Uh, first direct. First direct uh, arena. Gymnastic festival. That one of the people from our school dad run it or something, and they managed to get us in to be perform during like breaks and stuff. Wow. So, like, we're in front of like seven thousand people and Ed so pretty cool to be fair yeah it's one to tick off isn't it it's something to say you've yeah. done that's amazing that's 7,000 people I don't think I think 500 probably the most I've ever performed in front of so I couldn't imagine yeah 7,000 quite weird but it helped because uh, it were a big gymnastics thing so like the main stage was just like a massive mat and stuff and then they were just like us at the side of it like little, <laughs> little band two school kids just playing the Oasis and whatnot. so and how old were you then Oh wow! So yeah. So singing, guitar, bits of acting, school plays. Yeah. You was in, weren't you? Yeah, I did uh, drama through school as well, and managed to. In my last year, I decided, you know what, with the school play is something I'm gonna try and do, and I ended up getting the lead role in School of Rock musical. So. Which was brilliant. I remember going to see it and just thinking, our school plays was shit compared to this. <laughs> like when you see a proper production. Yeah. With, it always helps that it's like a, a performing arts school, so yeah, it's always it's good in that sense. But yeah, it was pretty cool to to do. Jeez, oh yeah, it was. It was really good. So, is that something you want to pursue in future? Like, why are you learning to play guitar? Is it just as a hobby, or uh, I think it's just more of a hobby thing. Like, I've to be fair, I've always admired people who can actually play like the drums or guitar and stuff. And I think it's cool when you see people who can like play guitar and sing at the same time and make their own songs and stuff so I think it's just more kind of a, a little hobby that I want to try learn so that I've I've got and maybe in the future try and take it somewhere like who knows yeah does um so this it doesn't it doesn't sound cool at all <laughs> 
but there's um, two guys. One's called Harry, the other's called Chris. So they're the first poetry jazz duo. <laughs> Told you, it doesn't sound cool at all. But if you look them up, Harry and Chris, they're hilarious. And so Harry Baker's a poet, but he sort of improvises quite a lot of his stuff. And there's a bit where he's on about, um, it's nine, working nine to five or five to nine. I can't remember which one it is. And they're on about when you're a poet or a, um, a musician and you go get your hair cut and they're cutting your hair like, oh, so what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a poet. Like, yeah, but what do you do for money? <laughs> like, well, this is what I do for money. And it's that sort of, but in that bit, the both like they both do their own little bit, you know, da 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 da. They bounce back between each other. And he's Chris is playing guitar and singing, and Harry's doing sort of like it's poetry, but it's sort of like in a rap sort of way. Yeah. Um, and then if you imagine both of them doing like their own bit, and then it gets to that bit. But what do you do for money? And then they both literally just go, oh well, you know, the thing is, um, you know, I've got bills to pay. Da da da. But there's two of them doing it at the same time. <laughs> it's hilarious, you know, the the way that they sort of bounce off each other yeah. and it's poetry and jazz music <laughs> but it's absolutely brilliant it is quite sh like when we went to see him it was like full of students um because harry baker's got like a maths degree so he does poetry about numbers oh, yeah. and stuff yeah. so um <laughs> but <laughs> but them two together are absolutely brilliant yeah. and it i think when it's like that like harry is not a brilliant rapper but when you're doing it in a comedy sort of way it's it's it works yeah, do you know what i mean so there's all sorts of ways that you can sort of learn one little thing but then be creative with sort of how you deliver it or yeah what have you so what what are you doing how do you pay for your car what are you doing work-wise um so i managed to well firstly i had like a job for about a year at uh headingly stadium just working like taking people's food to them and stuff oh, is this when they have like the conferences yeah, uh, just like when obviously the game days and I'd work in like what we call the director's suite so you'd have loads of like top people in there and stuff like that um, which were alright, it were just obviously being like a, a rugby orientated place you just didn't work as often as what you'd probably like so I managed to gain a bit of experience through that and then uh, uh, the new ice rink opened on Ellen Road Right. And um, someone tagged me in like a Yorkshire Evening Post saying that they were ho holding like a an open event. So I managed to just sort of go down on my CV and have a chat. And that experience that I managed to pick up through that year of like little bit of work um, really stood out. So I've managed to get a job now there at the Ice Rink. I suppose that's been open since January, and then. Um, my mum's manager at a pub, so I also, when I'm like not working on a weekend at the ice rink, I'll go help out behind the bar there, so just uh -huh. so I can obviously cover my insurance and <coughs> stuff like that. Busy, busy? Yeah. Well, not so busy when the ice rink's shut. No. So how long was it open before it got shut? So I opened, I think it was like the 31st of January, so probably only about two months, if oh, wow. and things were just starting to settle and get in place and stuff, and they started having the ice hockey games at home and stuff and I really really want to go see one the only experience I've got of ice hockey there used to be a game on the Mega Drive um, you won't remember a Mega Drive yeah, it's like a really old computer <laughs> it had um, A, B and C and a directional pad that was it you had three buttons yeah. I'm sure it was three buttons I'm pretty sure it was three buttons um, and 
you'd be playing and then at some point if you foul someone you'd just grab hold of each other and the camera would zoom in and you'd just sort of you'd be holding them and they'd be holding you and it was just like this <laughs> and you'd just start punching <laughs> each other <laughs> that's the only experience I've got no, of ice I'm, hockey obviously now you get like the NHL games and Xbox and stuff yeah. I've played a few of them but... oh we got one I tried playing it and it were yeah. It, the thing about it is understanding the rules like once you cross a certain part you can't come back again Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's things like that 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 yeah. make it difficult to play. It's, I've always wanted to go see ice hockey in America. Obviously, that's like where it's yeah. mainly known. For. I've always wanted to go see a proper game there. But I've obviously working there. Whenever I've not been working, I've managed to go see a couple of games. And it's quite good actually. It's it's a lot quicker than you expect as mm. well. So I definitely say go watch a game whenever. Yeah, it's I need to. I've always wanted to play ice hockey. So <clears throat> when we used to do the inline skating. We used to do it in the street with um, we had hockey ice hockey sticks, a tennis ball, and we just lay wheelie bins down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we used to do that up in the uh, up in the top street. So I've always wanted to. A few people I know play. They say they played ice hockey. I don't know if they played for a team or if they just used to go to like a training thing or yeah. you know just to learn how to play. I'd love to play, but I just can't skate. It's in my life. I tried it a couple of times, and it's just like yeah. bandy. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's the things you need to stay away from. Okay. <laughs> so what's what's next then? So you've got your your two jobs. So when when do you finish college? So technically, we're finishing. I think it's about June or something. But obviously, with all this, we've just kind of been given a few assignments to do at home and stuff because a, a few of them can't be done with them being like practical like massage and stuff so we can't obviously do that so um, I've got I think two assignments left now and then once I finish them that's me basically done with college so what's after that um, so find got, a job in that industry or is there more training uh, well I've got uh, an offer to go to Leeds Beckett to study PE for oh, wow. three years um, and then I think it's another year of like teacher training so hopefully I can I go to uni for then three years and then I train to become a qualified PE teacher and then after wow. that it'll be obviously looking to get a job in a school somewhere Right. What about personal trainer? Is that not something you've ever is it always been PE teacher? Yeah it's, it's, it's always been PE teacher like we've learned obviously uh, about personal trainers and stuff but I don't like the nutritional side and stuff like that. Just bores me. Like I hate nutrition. And yeah, I can course. tell we just had like the muckiest chicken <laughs> before we started this. You could imagine. Yeah, uh, the, the nutritional side, like learning about all that kind of thing and stuff, has never really interested me. So I don't think it's something that would go down well. Yeah. Do as a job. So did you have a good PE teacher when you was in high school? Uh, I had a few. To be fair, they were all like good teachers and I think obviously because I'm passionate and enjoy sports they could see that so it were a lot easier to get on with like my PE teachers and stuff so yeah, um, yeah I, I would say I had a good couple of PE teachers at school and then obviously Robbie is a PE teacher as well so yeah that's why I asked you how long you'd been sort of wanting to do it so that he can't take credit. sort of credit <laughs> for it because you wanted to do it before he came along so before we go I want to just ask you about again because of the work I do about knife crime about if it's something that you 
know much about if it's something you're worried about if you go out drinking in Leeds is it something you're sort of conscious of or uh, I can't say I've ever like experienced it or been anywhere near it or anything but obviously now being 18 I've started going out a couple of times with my mates to town and stuff and you you hear about things on the news like people taking knives to like clubs and stuff or somebody's been like stabbed in town and stuff and it is it's quite scary to think that like you get on the wrong side of someone not meaning to or some you look at someone the wrong way and then they could just pull out the knife and then that's it so it is quite scary in that sense that you know you never really know who's doing what these days yeah. and is it something you were worried about before you started going out into Leeds or yeah, because even so, you hear about it, like, uh, sometimes it's just round the corner, like, something, someone's pulled out a knife on someone or something like that, and obviously that being close to home, it's like, uh, what if I were around there at that time, like, yeah. just walking or whatever, that could have been me or something, so it's quite scary to think that some people out there are just deciding it's a good thing to do when it's really not. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Well, I, I genuinely appreciate you coming on, and it's good to meet somebody who's sort of so motivated and sort of driven to, to not just sort of pick a career that they want, but to invest seven years into training, yeah. to do that as well. So hopefully you'll inspire some young people to uh, want to do the same. That's the plan. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you.